0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the We Got Balls podcast. I am your host, Steve Trudeau. With me as always, my two good friends and co-hosts to the shindig, Emmanuel Pacheco, Michael Almeida. Fellas, how we doing? (laughs) I'm I'm really excited to get to the shindig. To the shindig. It's my word of the day. I'm (laughs) glad I sound fantastic and you fellas sound great as well. So... (laughs) We have a long list of topics to, to dive into today. I'm just going to start with the one Emmanuel requested because Emmanuel, let's just a little behind the scenes for the audience. Usually me and Mikey have like a midweek phone call and we chat about things that have happened in the week or whatever that we want to bring up on the show. And usually Emmanuel's kind of standoffish about this and he kind of goes with the flow. But today, folks, Emmanuel has a long list of things to get into. So I want to dive right into what Emmanuel wants. The first thing he sent me via text was tokyo olympics i have no idea what this is about where he wants to go into but emmanuel the floor is yours my friend
1: no no I, again i appreciate you wanting to give me the floor but for me it's just i was again watching the news kind of figuring out what's going on waiting for the olympics and all the stuff that's happening so following it and then the first thing i hear is the olympics is coming to co- tokyo and it is a dumpster fire, right? Like right now, nobody wants to be, uh you know, going. There's a bunch of controversy all over the place. And then the first COVID case, the first COVID case, and apparently it's the water boy on the Japanese basc- uh, baseball team.
0: <laughs> I don't believe that at all. No, no it's, it's not. fake
1: news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's an American, true. isn't it? <laughs> Go look.
2: It's an American. I thought.
1: I thought no. it was a, a couple. Of no, it's not Nigeria. That'll be the second one. (laughs) The first one is actually one of the one of the staff members uh, from uh, one of the baseball teams. So but again, for me, it's like the Olympics is exciting because we actually have a shot this year because there are some people that are not going and are backing out and it gives Canada even a better opportunity. Canada has the biggest contingency of any Olympics going to this Olympics, the Tokyo games. So is that an unfair advantage because they're is going Is that there. how
2: you want to win Emmanuel? Whatever. Yeah, do, do you know Canadians are adults and you can go to the trophy, you know, center
3: or Listen, store that you have winning
1: is winning, okay? <laughs> Winning is winning. A gold medal doesn't matter. They're gonna remember. Oh, Tokyo. That's when there was like not so many people going. No. Oh,
0: man. And why do you think Canada has the biggest contingency this year? I have my theory, but I'm curious why you think so.
1: Uh, ours? I, I again, you know, part of the conversations in Canada is is been uh, a lot because we're a winter country, right? Like we don't have a lot of summer anyway. So there's a lot of internal training, a bunch of things going on. The qualifiers that people have been uh, going to. And because of that, a lot of new sports that have opened up that are kind of exhibition that are getting ready for the Paris Olympics. So I'll I'll give you an example. So there's there's three big sports that are are coming in. And I think uh, one of them is skateboarding. So that's a big one. And I'm very excited about that because we actually have somebody from Montreal that actually has a shot at it. Right. And then we also have breakdancing. So there's actually, it's an exi- it's an exhibition sport in this one, but it is actually officially going to be an Olympic sport. And we actually have a lot of people that we know that are breakdancers that are going to be there. And then there's canoeing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you lost me <laughs> on canoeing. I was already like on the fence with breakdancing, and then the last one really <laughs> lost me there. Now, what happens if you won a gold medal in canoeing? How would you feel? <laughs> what, what, what is that? Oh, <laughs> So like let me ask you this. Like I know they have rowing already. So is the yeah. canoeing participants just the people who didn't get picked for the rowing team? They were the rejects of the rowing team?
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. No, <laughs> it's different. Canoeing is different. It's a bigger boat. There's different options. No, no. There well, things... Bigger
0: width, right? You mean it's a smaller way. Yeah, it's a bigger yeah. bigger
1: ass. Yeah, a bigger width. <laughs> Whatever you call it. I don't know. The technical term, but I it's do a...
0: like I do like that they added the um skateboarding to the mm-hmm. Tokyo Olympics, because I think yeah. it's a it's a sport that a lot of people don't know a lot about, but if you see it on TV, you'll sit down and watch it a little bit. And actually, I watched some of the uh, X Games skateboarding stuff today, and I find it super entertaining. Yeah. So it's a good way to get young people into the Olympics and just bring some fresh, uh, you know, f- fresh take to it. I don't know about the break dancing though. Before you get in there, Manuel, uh, are there it. any other uh, like Olympic sort of dance uh, yeah. routines or, or competitions outside of break dancing at this point?
1: Funny you should ask, because for the last uh, eight years, or yeah, about eight years, I've been involved with the Canadian Olympic Committee, working on um, dance in the Olympics, right? And breakdancing is the very first one that's been approved, but we're actually trying to aim at having ballroom dancing to be in the Olympics. And that's not official yet. It's still trying to get Olympic status, a bunch of other stuff, but it is actually making headway to get there. So that is coming, but it's not there yet. It's not there yet.
0: so my question is like when does it stop because like you'll have break dancing ballroom dancing then probably like salsa dancing and whatever 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 i would like it this way ready hear me out almost like a world of dance like olympic style you can bring any dance style you want and it's judged you know all in the same field and you just have the olympic for dancing that'd be pretty sweet
1: Right. But there's a problem because what makes it an Olympics is that it's actually an affiliated, there's already a structure to score it outside of the Olympics. So gymnastics, there's actually gymnastics and the way that they score, and there's, there's national titles, there's a bunch of stuff. Ballroom dancing actually has that. The other ones are not as official and they don't really have the contingency or the money or the sponsorship to actually make that happen. So it's a very long, drawn out political discussion. I've been involved in it for years and and yeah, like the goal was I wanted my kids to be in the Olympics. So they they're good at ballroom. They're good in salsa. They're good in all these things. And in the ballroom world, there's a, a category called cabaret dance, uh, which Janelin is a, a world champion. And she's like, you know, very high. And so we're hoping that that will eventually become, which is the most, most athletic of all the mm-hmm. dances. But again, it has to be affiliated. It has to have judges and an official scoring and a, and a whole, you know, you know, thing. But again, it's I agree with you. I think it, it goes a little too far.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, the Olympics is, should just get over themselves.
1: One hundred percent. But there is this thing called the World Games, which is different. World Games, you have, um, you have every sport. Cheerleading is part of the World Games. So I think it was in Panama last time. I think it's in in Poland this year or, or, or next year or whatever. But that is actually where they have every single possible sport that you could ever imagine. Um, tiddlywinks. I think there's actually a category. But that is
0: not a, not a real word. word.
1: No, no, I know, but I'm just saying that there That's is something that you, and
0: Mikey, do on the side.
1: <laughs> that is literally the if you look at World Games, and nobody knows about it outside of you know Canada, U.S. Like everybody knows about it, but apparently in Canada U.S. we don't know about it. But yeah, I do know people who qualified and actually made it to the very end of the World uh, World World uh, Championships.
0: So I actually want to get back in a second about you calling the Olympics a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah before yeah. he gets that. I always find with every Olympics games or Olympic games, that is, there's one event that captivates me that's just so random, right? So yeah. for me, the Winter Olympics, I get really into curling. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. just really entertaining. So I'm curious for you guys, for the Summer Olympics, is there like one event that you don't see every day that you're kind of interested in watching? Because I have a few in mind.
1: Mm, I don't know. Uh, go ahead, Mikey. I have. I'll, I'll talk after.
2: I like the swimming events. Is that this this year? I like yeah, watching that's going summer. really fast and I like rooting for Michael Phelps. He's probably not even in it. He's not year. in there.
0: If you but, want a, an American to root for in swimming, uh Katie Ledecky, uh really good American female swimmer.
2: Also, I like watching our um gymnastics team. They're ridiculous yeah, too. Yeah.
0: They're ridiculous. They're
2: fun to watch. Like yeah. they they go out there and there's this like confidence too. Simone Biles, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you, Emmanuel? I, uh, again, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I do I do like the offbeat ones, like the badminton. Uh, so badminton, I actually like watching. The table tennis one, I watch. <laughs> There's a few other things that I do watch, which is actually pretty entertaining. I agree with you. The winter sport, curling, I never was into curling until I watched the Olympics. It's actually a very hard game to play, and and Canadians take it super, super seriously. Like We went to a curling club to try to see if we can get into curling, like to just play it and stuff. And it was like it was absolutely insane how how many people were like um just the, they take it so so seriously and you can't fool around. Like you can't be go in the bowling alley and like throw a ball down and it hits the other lane. You can't do that in curling. Like they what about
0: me- Summer Olympics? Like, is there anything that you are gonna be excited about?
1: Yeah, like badminton, table tennis. I actually like those sports. I do like the regular ones. The swimming I think is great. The the road races, the relays I love a lot.
0: So I got a few obscure ones to check out. Um oh. this this I think this is a new sport in the Olympics um, since 2016. Um, I, I don't know if it's called Extreme Trampoline, but it's a <laughs> trampoline event. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically just like a giant trampoline, Mikey, and yeah, they yeah. just jump and do flips. And they're going like, I don't know, 30, 40 feet in the air. So it's crazy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the Extreme Trampoline. That one got me last time. Also, one that I really, really get into, and I don't understand the rules, but it's badass. Team handball in the Olympics. That's awesome. Really? Oh, that's really cool. cool. Mikey, it's not like how we played in high school, I know you, points. I... <laughs> but uh, basically like there's a almost like, if you think of like the NBA, they have like a three point line. There's like a three point line around the goal. And you, once you go past the, the three point line, you have to shoot. So you'll see people like pretty much jump over the line and just put their, lay their body out and just fling the ball in the net. It's super fun. I don't understand it at all. Super fun to watch. And my last one that I enjoy watching for the Olympics, in the Summer Olympics that is, water polo. Another obscure sport that's really interesting to watch.
2: My question is, how do Olympians make money? Is it just through sponsorships? That's it? Because they don't get, right?
1: No, yeah. so the the Olympic committees will actually – you you do get paid a certain amount in terms of it's still an amateur sport, but you do have things taken care of, and you can't actually have sponsors uh, that that pay you directly for it because you can't be considered a professional, though that's what makes it the Olympic sports.
0: I think what we should do is – because I th- I feel like as a vibe for this show, we're all actually really into these Olympics coming up. <laughs> like, I would yeah. say, right, because, Emmanuel, this is the second week in a row we talked about <laughs> the Olympics – -hmm. Why don't we come back next week and we do like a report about how these athletes get paid and like what type of revenue they make? (laughs) Because I actually have no idea. Like we can say like, oh, they get sponsorship dollars, just yada 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 this that. I don't really know for sure. So I'd be interested to see like exactly how they make how they make money and like how much money they get.
1: Yeah. Do Uh, we know
0: any Olympics Olympians that could come on the show?
1: (laughs) uh, I do know three Olympians, uh, past and not. Okay. So why have you not brought this up before? (laughs) <laughs> i do know i do know mikey
0: <laughs> very, well, it's gonna be yeah, just like the jabberwocky know. guy no. <laughs> no,
1: i do have kurt harnett so kurt harnett is a canadian cyclist he's a very well, famous Canadian cyclist
2: Trudeau, you have to understand when you have a guinness world record oh yeah you know, you're eating with these people Dude, like, with
1: like that's how i lead my conversations that's how i got to know these people was <laughs> you think you got something olympics bah you know, <laughs> gold medal. Wait till you see my shaft. <laughs>
2: How much does it cost to make a Wheaties box of Emmanuel with his staff <laughs>
1: for Ooh, your
0: birthday? Emanuel, when's your birthday? December twenty fifth. Oh, he knows it. December. 25th. Wait, really? You're a Christmas that, baby. I'm yeah. a Christmas baby. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I oh, know here we go. Baby. Here we go. Now you happy down a different rabbit hole. Did you hate <laughs> having that birthday as a child? I absolutely,
1: 100 hated it. But it because was. You- Nobody no, because like, you can't
0: you can't hang out with your friends because it's oh, Christmas. Yeah, correct, correct. Everything's
2: closed. Not only that, his brothers and sisters get presents on his day.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they get me one gift. They don't get me two. Here's your gift, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's and gotta we're... be a parent's dream, right? No, we're Portuguese yeah, yeah.
2: too, so like, Jesus oh yeah, is even the first, Like even that's better. his birthday. <laughs> like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It's just like, Santa gets all the praise for christmas but the elves do all yeah. the work
1: <laughs> but i will say my wife how i found my wife was she is the only one that gives me two christmas presents uh, she gives me a christmas present and a birthday present every year
0: so basically she just spends half the amount of money she would on a christmas present and oh she goes them. all out
1: dude when the ps4 was out I got a PS4 for Christmas, and she, and then I get PS5. I got like two PS5s, and I sold one to pay for the first one. But my, yeah, my one of my Christmas gifts was a PS4 for my wife. That was my birthday gift. That was my birthday gift. Uh, I,
0: so what I've seen people do in the past, like, so if you have maybe like a New Year's baby or a Christmas baby, they do like half birthdays. You guys should have thought about that. Have no. your like official birthday party in the summer. Do a half birthday.
1: No, we're Portuguese. That would yeah,
0: you can't do that. Eh, just a thought so let's just get back let's just pick it back on track so why is the olympics gonna be dumpster fire emmanuel
1: well no it's just like all of this stuff so first there's no audience uh for most of the games if not all of them but i don't think there's a lot of audience so that's one which is fine like i think we can um (laughs) we are kind of used to that but i think that they're thinking that they're going to control all of the situations that can happen right and what's happening is already we're seeing that things are going to get out of control you're going to have uh, uh, certain events that are either um, uh, athletes, uh, you know, get COVID, and then all of a sudden the entire team is going to have to be uh, have a negative test in order for them to go forward. Something's going to happen, and everybody is already saying that. Well, you know, th- this is just going to be a disaster, and we're already seeing the the start of it now. Will they control it? Will they not have issues? I doubt it. I think that something serious is going to happen and you're going to have certain things that are going to happen where you're going to have certain games canceled or, uh, or athletes not being able to compete because of it. I just think they shouldn't be doing it, but I don't think they have, I don't think they have actual control over it. Tokyo anyways. I I don't think that they can actually back out. Right.
0: Right. So I do have, I'll update you on that, but so the Olympics start next Friday. So Friday the 23rd, um, I mean, it would have been nice to have the athletes show up like a week earlier than that they did already, just to have like a buffer period to kind of isolate people, maybe create a semi bubble. Like, if you think back to like the NBA when they resumed, they had like a a bubble atmosphere. I mean, it is what it is. There are going to be people that test positive and can't compete. Yep. But, like, to your point about can't, could they really back out? From my understanding, what the situation is is there's a binding agreement between the Olympic Committee in Japan, or in particularly Tokyo. And let's say if Tokyo canceled the Olympics, the Tokyo government would owe the IOC a poop ton of money because they would essentially screw them over. Vice versa, if the Olympic Committee canceled, they would have to owe the city of Tokyo a ton of money. So they're in a situation of chicken where neither of them wants to cancel because no one wants to pay up. And we're just kind of going to march towards the finish line. I think it'll work out, though. I mean, you know, we've me and Mikey, we live in America. You live in Canada. So Canada's been a little different of a story. But in America, we've had sports back for about a year now. And, you know, it's been a disaster, quote unquote, in some sports. But they have found a way to continue on and press through it. You know, think of like the football season. You had guys testing positive every week. But they still managed to get through it. And it wasn't too bad of a, a mess. So I think... I think it'll work it'll work out i mean i know it's different for you as a canadian where you guys have been way more conservative about covid um but i feel optimistic that it it will get through and you know we we might not see any big names you know drop out because of covid hopefully not and it'll be a good time i mean there's a lot of money tied up in this so it's going to happen either way so let's just kind of get through it and uh enjoy it together I do feel bad for some of the countries like in Africa and Asia that are less fortunate than maybe Canada the United States because a lot of our athletes had the opportunity to get vaccinated. And I feel bad for the athletes like from Nigeria or Kenya or Cambodia, whatever. Like they don't have access to vaccines. So if they get sick while they're there, it's not any of their fault because they didn't have the opportunity to get vaccinated. So it stinks for those people. But you know a lot of the major countries probably have their athletes vaccinated so i don't anticipate some huge disaster
1: yeah but again i think you have to look at the country that it's it's being put in and canada is a very conservative country like you said but tokyo is even more conservative and the reality is that they're way way behind on vaccinations they're way behind on a bunch of other things because they're ultra conservative and they didn't even want to approve some of the vaccinations early on right so I, again, I, I agree with you. I think it will go on, but this is to my original point. This is why Canada is competing with the highest contingency is because this gives them actually a, an advantage. I, I honestly think that this is an advantage for them because you can have people that are are going to back out or things that happen and it's an advantage for teams that are you know like Canada and even in the US. Yeah, I think Canada
0: has the highest numbers of uh, particip- participants <laughs> yeah. because I can't, it's a tough word apparently, They have the most participants because they're just tired of sitting indoors. They just want to get out and do something.
1: 100%. We're (laughs) we're a winter country. We are. So
0: we were talking about how Canada is stuck indoors. And Emmanuel, you had the opportunity to finally get out of your house this weekend (laughs) and go see a a marvelous film in the movie theaters, correct?
1: Okay. Yeah. Keeping on the theme of dumpster fires. Yes. I will talk about my date. Okay. Oh, Mikey, go ahead.
2: Before we get to that, just real quick. So it's mm-hmm. in it's in Tokyo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that you you seem really excited about these Olympics. Do you know the movie that you did go watch? There's a there's a popular one in there in the 30 Tokyo films Drift. they've made in the last 10 years yeah. called Tokyo Drift, right? Yeah. Yes. Did that get you going? Did you do you like listen to that song before you get ready for? Work oh, and stuff? That's a great
0: song,
1: oh, dude. <laughs> great song. Now I will say the first. Fast Furious, the fifth, up to the fifth one, they were actually pretty good. The storylines were there. They were all Tokyo Drift was by far one of the best ones. I thought one, Tokyo
0: Drift was really good. Yeah, <laughs> Tokyo yeah. Drift is widely considered the worst of
1: the films. No, what? what? Why? No, we're completely. Have you lost your mind?
2: That's how Han came, the best character altogether. Yeah. All together.
1: yeah. Well, there was an appearance of the original actor in Tokyo Drift. He did make an appearance in Fast and Furious, but it was the worst possible. Like I will go through it. The, oh, spoiler alert. Just to give a uh, preface, this is absolutely full of spoilers, so do not... Yeah,
0: so if you're listening to the podcast, watching on YouTube, watching on Reddit, if you want to see the new Fast and the Furious movie and you have not, Emmanuel's <laughs> going to spill the beans, so oh, I would... And- fast forward like maybe what five ten minutes
1: oh i'm going on for a good 45 minutes
0: so fast forward <laughs> to like the end of the episode no no is no, no,
3: no,
1: no, that no. For i'll you? be 10 minutes tops i'll be 10 minutes tops
0: can i just say before you get in with the yeah. tokyo Dr- or the new fast nine review i'm oh. surprised that you're actually a fan of the fast series because you don't strike me as a fast and Furious fan
1: no, I, again I do like them. I think that they're they had a, a moment in time that was very relevant. And again, the car fads, um, you know, with all the pocket rockets and all of those things. Like my son is now souping up his car. He just wrapped his car and he went from gray to gray in his car, but <laughs> apparently it's a different type of gray. You know
0: those are two the two same colors, right?
1: Oh, yeah, trust me, I know. But but apparently, but it looks nice, it looks great. It's a muted gray. Which, by the way, three of the cars in the movie were muted gray, and I noticed them. But again, it is the street uh, racing is a f- is a big thing. It's a huge thing. Go ahead.
2: It's a huge thing in Canada too, because they they meet up at the Timmy Hortons, and I'm not
0: joking. Yeah, like no I'm not, really. I'm not shitting true. you. I no, went with true. Emmanuel's brother. They're very. It's a very big thing there. That happens in the United States, but I feel like it's Wendy's. <laughs> oh, no, it? no,
2: these guys are legit though. They come yeah, in. Yeah. And- it's not like you're going to New Bedford. I mean, Dartmouth's Wendy's. <laughs> you guys are gonna go yeah. raised so, and like these guys are
1: serious. Oh, yeah. they'll meet. And again, you have the Honda crowd, which is Honda Civics, Acuras. Then you've got all of the other types, like the, you have the Fiat crew. Uh, then, and again, a big thing is also the motorcycles and the Vespas and stuff like that. Is gang- I'm actually part of a Vespa gang. Just so you know, I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, I, I have a story about that, but that's, let's not go there. That's Those guys meet do. at Office
2: Max.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So tell me about the, tell me about Fast Nine. Did uh,
1: you enjoy it? Was it bad? Saw, Was it good? Right. The whole premise of the movie is basically because and this is the ninth one in. Have you ever heard of Dom Torero's brother? Have you ever heard that he has a long lost brother? Wasn't
0: um wasn't hold on one second. Wasn't the rock or no, no, wasn't John Cena supposed to be his brother?
1: That's not his brother. Nope. In, okay. If you go back on every single movie, there's always something about family. It's all family and stuff like that. And, and The whole themes are family. I love my family. Let's have you know uh, beers and, and barbecue at the end with my family. But this is where he introduces his brother, long lost brother. And by the way, his brother was you know he basically this is how the story starts. It says uh, he's mad because he thinks his brother killed his father. Okay. Which, which already starts going down. And again, it's not, you know, it's not even a thing where he killed his father. You know, where it's overt. It's like, oh no, you were he, your father was in a race. He got sideswiped into uh, the um, side of the track. Uh, it went into a fireball and by another driver. And because you were the last person to check his hood before he went on the track, you obviously killed his father. So that's how the premise starts and he basically then disowns his brother, and then they have a street race to say, if I win, then you just keep driving.
0: <laughs> that's literally of the course. start of
1: the movie, and that's not the worst. It's, it if better, someone gets
0: murdered in the past universe, the only way to solve the murder is to have a street race. That makes sense. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. That's the only way. So that's the first thing. Now, the, the, the special effects were great, but you, you know when you get to a point where special effects or just the over-the-top action is so much and it never stops that you just become numb to it. That's I'm trying to think cool. of a movie that's like that. Yeah, but like, that is yeah. the entire movie. You literally are numb to it and you're thinking Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he has the big magnets that, that attract cars, and they're basically flying through everything because he has these magnets in these cars, and that's that's what happens. So that's basically the, the next part of the dumpster fire, but I'll go to the, the best. Oh, the go ahead. That, Keep stalls. going. It's coming. I love it. This gets better. So then, like, you've got all of these little things, right? And you have the villains from previous... Um, Fast and Furious, that get introduced where they're in a glass, plexiglass box prison, right? And they're there, and they pass them a computer and said, we need you to break the key to get into this. Like, And literally, and it's like an Atari. He says, well, it's not connected to the internet because we don't want to give you access. So we're giving you this to only unlock the key, right? That's kind of what it is. The whole the, that, That's where the premise of the villains and all of this stuff. And his brother is basically continuing to be the evil super spy, uh, uh, you know, wh- who's funded by a multi-billionaire and he has all of these gadgets and he has these spy planes that have magnets on them that he 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 shoots off of a cliff at the very uh, beginning of the movie. And he, you think he's going to die. And what happens is a plane swoops down and has a magnet and picks him up. That's basically how the, the guy gets away. That's the first eight minutes of the movie okay now
0: don't they go to space too or some shit oh yeah yeah yeah. I mean, no it gets better it gets yeah, better now, that
1: was the best duo in the entire film was uh ludicrous and tyrese okay so they were an amazing comedic duo like they were actually you could make a movie about them and it would probably be a better movie than uh. the fast and
0: furious nine don't do that because then Ven Diesel oh, will hunt you, hunt you down, and kill you. Because it's I believe uh, Statham and The Rock made their own movie spinoff, yeah. and and Vin Diesel is not happy about that. Speaking of that, do you know why they made their own spinoff? No, this is rumors, but I I believe it. So apparently, Ven Diesel was so mad that The Rock was getting all the love in the movie that he wanted The Rock <laughs> off of the Fast franchise yeah. and refused to do the new do, do more movies oh, yeah. if The Rock was in it. So they did a spinoff franchise just for The Rock because Vin Diesel was being a diva.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, that's just like when we did, we're doing this podcast. And all of a sudden, if you did a separate podcast, Trudeau, me and Mikey would be furious. (laughs) If you did a spinoff, we'd be absolutely furious. (laughs) i get my Sundays back. (laughs) (laughs)
2: okay wait i gotta think you should i think there's so much talent here
1: (laughs) i I think so okay but it gets okay so ludicrous and tyrese oh and by the way the tokyo drift so i don't know the actor's name but the guy who is in the tokyo drift he's so there's one scene where they basically introduce him into the movie and he's testing out rockets right so he's testing out rockets and he's like the mechanic for the rockets. Rockets, and he basically attaches a rocket to a uh, nineteen whatever eighty-five Fiero. Okay, and that is the premise of the second part of the movie. Okay, and what happens at the end? They have to dismantle this um, this train or this 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 uh, road train. So uh, basically, a long truck that was on the road that apparently you know, has uh, no way to stop at all. And they have to dismantle the code there. But simultaneously, they have to dismantle a code in space on a satellite. So how are they going to do that? How might you think they do it? Mikey, you have an idea of how they might do that?
2: No, I just had two questions. Is this the one that Han is introduced back? Or was that the one? He's in it.
1: Yeah, he's in it as well.
2: But is he introduced back? Or was that the one before? Oh, no,
1: he's not. Han is not introduced into this no, he is. He's introduced back into this one, there's a whole other storyline where he now has an apprentice, this girl in uh Asia that basically he brings in and now she's like a super um uh you know, not spy but she's like a you know, she's like a uh, she she fights everybody off and and they have this secret, you know, little uh but it was just so many storylines, it was so ridiculous. Go ahead. So you say how ridiculous it is? Yeah.
0: It's already earned Almost five hundred million dollars oh, yeah.
1: global. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because of fools like me who said, "Oh, it can't be that bad if it's if it's already earned five hundred million. How bad could it be?" Let me just explain. The last part of the movie is where they fire a fiero, a fiero with a rocket on it, with Tyrese and Ludacris. <laughs> What's a fiero? What's a fiero. <laughs> a fiero. A, 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 what type of car? Ferrari. No, Fiero. Go That's look.
0: I'll look it up no, after this. R- Fiero. I'm
1: going to get you the Fiero. Okay, Into space? this is what Fiero is. Okay, guys? This is what a Fiero is. I'm just going to, uh, if you guys do a so search d- on, do they, do they modify
0: the car to be like
1: Oh yeah, pressurized yeah, yeah, yeah. for
0: space? Because I feel like. Yeah. Uh, do they I change like the grade to grade? <laughs> <too long space.
1: laughs> this is the car. This is the car that they put up in space. It's a shitty okay? looking car. Yeah, yeah. No, they put it. No, no. But wait a minute it gets better what type of suits do you think they wear if they're going to go into space
0: the ones from armageddon
1: no no better <laughs> than that track suits N- even better than track suits
0: uh, i don't know man nothing's better than track suits
1: old vintage bell diving suits that you'd go uh, under of go course. clam diving is what they wear and they said Oh yeah, it'll depress, it'll pressurize. It'll just puff up a little bit. So that's about it. And that's basically what happens. They go out there and they're in space and they go and crash into the actual satellite. That $500
0: million global. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: 100%. $500 million, half a billion dollars. Well, I will say, I was looking up the Rotten Tomato scores on that movie. We have a 59% critic score, which isn't terrible. 82% 82% audience score. So the audience liked it apparently very much. So yeah. another movie that had a very similar audience score,
1: 81%. <laughs> okay, go what ahead. Are you doing? No, I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just going to show you the space scene. Oh, if I can find oh, it.
0: Thank you. I'm sure the podcast audience really appreciates yeah. you playing the space scene on a yeah. video for us right now. So they can it. totally feel it and see it.
1: find it. Okay, but All go right. ahead.
0: Well, I'll continue the podcast without you. It's fine. Well, you can oh, yeah. do your your videos over there. Um, another movie that scored about 82% audience score, but that was panned by the critics. Movie I saw this morning. I saw part of it. I didn't see the whole thing. Was the new Space Jam, Space Jam remake, uh, A New Legacy. Did any of you guys watch it by any chance? I no, did not watch it.
2: A good friend of the show did, Brian Picanisco, and he hated it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so here's the thing, right? About the new space jam movie lots of things to unpack first of all a lot of, I think the problem with the people hating it is that a lot of people that are like mid 30s to early 30s are thinking of it through a child lens when they were a kid and they're not feeling the same way as an adult watching it by themselves because guess what guys the new uh, space jam movie it's a kids movie. It's made for kids. It's not made for 35 year old men so cool down with your anger. All right. The movie, it's not great, but it's entertaining, similar to the Fast and the Furious. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I found I found the new Space Jam to be lighthearted. It's an easy watch. It's just fun. The humor is very cartoonish, right? It's a fun movie. There's nothing more to that. All right. I just don't understand what people expected when they went to the, went in to watch it. I don't. So, Brian Picanisco, sorry you're upset about it, and you won't get your 30 minutes back. But guess what, buddy? All those times you spent eating Applebee's with your steak sauce, you're never gonna get that that time back either. So, I apologize for all that. I thought it was a fun watch. It was just it was lighthearted, good time, whatever.
1: So, was it worth it to have a remake of it to bring in the new basketball stars? And you think that it was worth it for at least? Have that let me same tell you, framework. Okay. I want to let me I wanna... tell
0: you why it was worth it. Okay. Let me tell you, you want to know why it was worth it? Yeah. $31 million opening <laughs> box office money. It yeah, was yeah. a bad movie, but guess what? They did exactly what they wanted. It was a nostalgic hit that you could capitalize on, make a ton of money on. And you know what though? I will say this: I do recommend watching it, especially if, if you're like someone who grew up in the 90s and have a young child now. It's a great bonding moment. Your kids are gonna love it because it's cartoons, it's fun, it's wacky, and then you'll have some nostalgia with it. I will say this about the movie: a couple things I really enjoyed. Number one, Space Jam one was all about the Looney Tunes, that's it. But Space Jam two, they expanded the universe and used all of the Warner Brothers properties, so they brought in like other characters, not to play basketball, but like Superman was in it, Batman was in it, they had like Rick and Morty like they had all their properties in the movie itself so that was kind of cool number two before you get in Mikey I thought it was really fun that the movie made fun of LeBron a lot like they made fun of his decision to like go and leave teams like they were, they were just like little jabs at LeBron in the movie so like he was in on the joke it was lighthearted it was a fun movie like if you expected it to be a Grammy or Grammy an Oscar winning film then that's shame on you It was bad, but it was fun, you know? I didn't think you were going to go that way, Steve. I thought you were going to say that.
2: (laughs) Unlike the first movie, it was all about the Louis Stewart. Obviously, LeBron's in it, so I thought you were going to say it was all more about LeBron, which would have been fantastic. The other thing is, how was LeBron's acting in it?
0: It wasn't great, but, I mean, he's a basketball player
1: first. I thought he was
2: really good in Trainwreck. I don't know if you guys watch Trainwreck with... I yeah. thought LeBron was hilarious in that. I thought,
1: yeah, but again, he had some great actors to play off of too, right? Um, uh, but yeah, he he was really really good. In Who are that? those
2: great actors, Emmanuel? Just wait, wait. wait I don't know their names. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well,
0: what? I know I know um, the guy from SNL was in it.
2: Yeah, and Amy Schumer. That's it.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh man.
0: It is. That's good though. Uh, I definitely recommend it if you want like a lighthearted watch or if maybe you're like, you know, you have your, your kids with you and you, you want something to watch with them. But uh, I would not pay the money to go watch it in theater. I watched it on HBO Max.
2: Yeah. yeah. Emmanuel, was the movie theater like packed? In no, Canada? no. Okay.
1: So it was the very first day, the very first movie that was open for the weekend for the Friday. So that Friday was open. Uh, we, I left work. I finished work, which meant I just got up out of my chair. And went out. But um, uh, so, and we caught the very first movie that was playing that day. And it was basically our row, we had two people. So we had one, our couple, me and my wife, and then another couple on the entire row. And then another row back, there was another two couples. And then two rows back, there was another two couples. And maybe another, like it was completely empty, completely empty. But it was on purpose too. You couldn't book certain seats and stuff like that so it was like less than 50 percent uh like way way less than that
2: hey so good for mo- you too not cutting your losses and walking out of the movie theater after the yeah first yeah, yeah.
1: okay oh, so three people <laughs> three three couples walked out halfway through they didn't get to see the the fiero blast into space so they missed out for sure oh but man they walked out uh, about uh, i think about 35 minutes into the film
0: Now, before I I know, Mike, you saw a movie this weekend as well. So before we ask you about that, I just want to point out this, that the Fast and the Furious was in talks with maybe having a crossover event with Jurassic Park. Now, that's a movie, Emmanuel. You got to go see, right? (laughs) Oh, I'd go
1: there. Well, it wouldn't be far fetched. It would not be far. I could definitely see that. I mean, if they're launching, if they're
0: launching Ferrero's into space at this point,
1: nothing's far fetched, right? Oh no no! And you can you can imagine that they'll have the Flintstone moment <laughs> where they drive a car from the top of the dinosaur <laughs> tracks, driving down the tail and then jumping off. Will absolutely be the uh, the trailer. It'll,
0: it'll still make like a, a half a mil-
1: billion oh, yeah, dollars worldwide, of course. Guaranteed. Yeah, but I think it's done. I think they will. No, no, they will do one more, which is ten. That'll be the tenth one that they have to do, and that one will one hundred percent just be like the the rest of making money.
0: No, Ben was already said they're doing two more.
1: Two, well, more. The last do one. two
0: more? Now that you've gone to space with a Fierro, how can you do two more? They're going to go back in time or some shit. I don't know, man.
2: Not only that, when they got to space, what did they see?
1: No, Dom's they, third they, cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it absolutely, it's absolutely insane. And again, no storyline at all. It was completely a disaster. So a, a standard Fast and the Furious film. Oh, but way worse. No, like a standard Fast and Furious at least has a little bit of a story. It makes you a little bit emotional on a few things. The family aspect of it, like all of that. This had none, like completely none. like you just make up shit. It said, oh yeah, my long lost brother. Oh, let's bring him in and just plop him in with a story and just assume that, you know, I can just plop him in and just say, well, the reason why he's here is because he cut a fuel line for my father and that's why I'm not talking to him anymore. And, and, and uh, yeah, like, no, it's like silly.
0: So let's, let's get away from these bad movies and, and ask Mikey about a movie he watched this weekend that actually had really good reviews, was critically acclaimed. Anthony Bourdain, correct?
2: Anthony Bourdain right. It is was, it was a really good movie. It was, it was really, really good. It was sad, obviously, because everybody knew the ending and what was going to happen. But um, a lot of things I just didn't know. I didn't know much about Anthony Bourdain, and neither did my wife going in. We knew that he was a chef, but if you... Watch the movie, you'll realize. And once again, spoiler alerts: that he wasn't really that great of a chef. He was an amazing writer, and that's what launched him. And he got to do what
0: he wanted. So I don't want to, you know, be smirch Anthony Bourdain post, you know, post humorous. But is that similar to like Guy Fieri? Because like I don't, I question Guy Fieri as a chef, but he's like an awesome like media person, like Flavor Town and all that nonsense. Anthony Bourdain is more intelligent
2: in a way yeah. and more sophisticated well, that's going, easy <laughs>
1: for, <laughs> you're comparing it's guy fury we all yeah, are like come on that's not a stretch <laughs> but
2: if you listen to him the the man was a very yeah. intelligent mind and he kept the same circle around him throughout the whole his whole career leading up to the last the same people that he traveled with for his first ever show was there all the way through his death which was pretty cool and his closest friends would make an appearance on the show and I don't know. I feel like he was always chasing something that wasn't there. Yeah. You know, he had this, um, this mindset of what his life should be. And it was just the guy traveled to everywhere you could possibly think of, which was so cool to watch because he went to the Congo, which if you know anything about that, that's incredibly difficult. He was in, um, Lebanon during a war and he's sitting by the pool and there's, Planes exploding and stuff in the background. It was nutty. And these are things that, you know, you didn't know about him because he wouldn't allow um, CNN to report on this stuff, you know, while he was there and, you know, monetize in the situation. It was, it was a really sophisticated and brilliant way of looking at it. They had his second wife on it, which I feel like that's the wife that he connected with the most um, out of the, he was married twice um and just his travel
1: yeah just one other thing is and again he has so many things about his you know his um his experience that and he didn't hold back what i love about anthony barane and again this is the one that we saw the trailer my wife and myself saw it and said oh we definitely got to watch it cuz we're huge uh fans of of his uh his whole tv series but we also know a little bit about his background of when we read some of the, the books, like his first book, I actually read his first book. It was quite good. Um, and that was basically him just talking about the honesty of the food business and the food industry and all that. And, and he didn't hold any punches around his addictions, right. Which was also part of his uh, demons that he would share. And that's what made him so real, but he's a, a French trained chef, you know, and, and he's lost jobs, uh you know and and he's experienced so much but he's just so honest with things right he's very very honest with just everything that was going on with his life and being able to share that with with uh the audience and it was quite amazing but yeah i definitely want to watch that for sure so i'm glad that you got to see it so you like it eh?
2: yeah it was a really really amazing movie and then the other thing that you have to look at too is for someone to cut things like heroin and cocaine out Mm -hmm. immediately like that's hard to do. And I think that's what a lot of people wanted to know too, is how did he do it? How did he go cold Turkey and not relapse? And it's pretty amazing. Like in his life, you know, his daughter, a lot of people didn't even realize that. And also he grew up here. He grew up in Massachusetts. He's P town, which that That was another thing that, uh, and he, he goes there um, in the documentary and it was just if you have time that's a that's a good one to go i i also know that you wanted us to watch a movie as well and i watched it this week and it was absolutely brilliant oh
0: bullshit good. bullshit you didn't watch it <laughs>
2: wait let me look at i i wrote something about it on my phone uh but no seriously if you have time I know Trudeau that you want to go back to the movie theater and you want to make it worth it. And I know that it's obviously not Fast and the Furious that you're going to go watch. Oh, yeah, but I love going to the movies too and watching the trailers for the movies coming out. And there's some really good ones coming out. Mark
0: Wahlberg's got like a um, really good movie coming out. No, like. I'm so tired of Mark, Mark Wahlberg and his movies. <laughs> they're all the same. No. He's- whoa, 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 whoa. They should, they should just start whoa. calling his movies the new Mark Wahlberg movie. That's it. Just leave oh. it like that. No
2: man, that one looks really good. Did you see that one, Emmanuel? Was that a trailer on your
1: uh what's the name of it? Do you remember oh, Let me see. It's called the new Mark Wahlberg
0: movie. No, no, no.
1: It's uh it's still water. That's it. Still water.
0: That is not Mark Wahlberg, sir. I've no? seen trailers that? on
1: TV. No, still
2: water is Matt Damon, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah what's well, another
1: one? We can do a Mark watch. I don't want to watch, yeah. watch that I'm gonna do reviews. Okay, I want to do a review next week of all their movies. <laughs> Great.
2: <laughs> no it's uncharted
1: uncharted i did wait, not wait, see
2: wait. no it's not <laughs> it's not uncharted
0: shout out to uncharted apparently right.
2: that's with tom holland oh oh
0: it looked really good well when you think of that mikey let's just jump to a new topic that you um you you can shoot that shoot, shoot us back with that movie name if you get it But uh, you were talking to us last week. We didn't get to it, but you want to talk about jobs. What what in particular had you interested about jobs?
2: I just wanted to hear you guys as the worst jobs that you guys have ever had. Or, um, you know, there's a theme when you get older, it seems that people start doing, and I know we're going to get shit for this, but oh well. These, what would you call them, Trudeau, as a nice way, herbal life and all that
0: Oh god, multi level—they're <laughs> called multi level marketing, but they're really just Ponzi schemes. Yeah. Yeah, I just—they're wanted- <laughs> pyramid schemes, not Ponzi schemes. My apologies, to all you <laughs> urban lifers out there, pyramid
1: schemes. Oh.
0: I just want to know. I, like-
1: I've been pitched. I've been pitched. Yeah. So, so pitched.
2: okay. So this is-
1: <laughs> I've been pitched so many times from people, and it's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's like it's going to make them millions. It's like. And it just it, it it drives me insane about how people get sucked into it and they don't realize um, the things that they're going through to kind of lose relationships because people avoid wanting to talk to them afterwards when you go down these paths. Right. So, um, yeah, to me, I've, I've had so many people kind of call me up and say, oh, I got this thing that, oh, and you just have to buy like one hundred dollars worth of the first package and then you can make four thousand dollars in your first month. And Oh my god it's absolutely insane. and
2: what would your title be after you do that
1: oh yeah yeah regional president regional vice president uh you know of uh you know of, of product sales whatever but yeah yeah a gold yeah the gold gold level you you want to always get to gold level right
0: why were you bringing this up mikey because you were getting hit up with a lot of uh a lot no, of people trying have, to sell
2: and i'm just like Oh, man, I'm tired of seeing people say that they're their own boss and stuff like that. Yeah, Dude, you're, not. <laughs> you're not you're you're selling for someone else. But I also it makes me think back to like some of the jobs that we've had and how bad some of them were if you we, like stuck with it. Like, mm. for instance, I know Trudeau worked at a great company called IZON, <laughs> mm. which are they even well. I know that they used to also to tie in the Olympics used to do the Olympic uniforms at one point for Shocking. golf and something like that.
0: What Trudeau would you consider was your worst job? I don't think I've had a lot of shitty jobs. I would probably say my worst job. Trying to think back now was probably working at friendlies, which was really not terrible. It was as a kid. I did once get paid by like, we were renting an apartment in the landlord paid me to like go with him and some other people to like clear out the apartment of people who got evicted so we would like oh, wow. throw all their shit out in the street but <laughs> was like, it was like a deal where it's like hey here's like a hundred bucks but I don't know it was probably like 50 bucks to like come and help move all people's shit out of their apartment uh, I was probably like 13 years old 14 years old and we, we cleared out one guy's place and there was some weird shit in there let me just tell you that <laughs> He had a waterbed and underneath the waterbed was like a drawer that had like all those sorts of kinky sex shit in it. There was like a whip and like, you know, bondage You're stuff. Right. It was weird, man.
1: Let's itemize. Let's, let's go through details. Were there, were, were, okay, any you curve ball with batteries that you needed to, to use or anything like that?
0: Don't feed his perviness. Wait, wait, it was wait, wait, wait. a lot of, it was just a lot of leather, leather and leather That's apparel. So like you know, you got the mask with the the holes and stuff. You know, like the gimp mask, as some would say, <laughs> the gimp mask. <laughs> and then, you know, a little whip. The guy liked leather. Apparently, he had a thing for leather. But yeah, so that was a pretty shitty job. Just you know, helping out, clear out people's <laughs> apartments that got evicted. Also, I feel bad in retrospect doing that because it's like people just got kicked out of their apartment. And all their shit got thrown on the sidewalk.
3: <clears throat>
0: but yeah, that maybe friendlies. But friendlies was pretty chill. I just eat ice cream all day, and uh, my. <laughs> they had like a like a, a wall can we get sued?
1: wait can we get sued because you were stealing like no. uh ice cream
0: <laughs> he wasn't stealing they were giving it to him anything,
2: yeah. look, the management
0: i would say like so at friendlies they had this wall between like the ice cream and like the customers and like my friends would come in and i would make all this ice cream and hand it over the wall so they wouldn't pay and just get free ice cream so was that one was one
1: of friends mikey
0: probably no I, no I didn't eat much ice Becker? cream Well, Mikey doesn't eat chocolate, so it probably wasn't him. No. So, Emmanuel, what was your worst job?
1: Oh, I got so many that I've done. And again, very similar to Trudeau, I got asked to serve papers for people to get evicted. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so this was... And this was where uh, people want to make an extra hundred bucks, and it wasn't even hundred bucks. It was you want to make an extra twenty. It, it, it was like, do you want to make twenty bucks? Here, why don't you go into this shady house in the shady neighborhood, knock on the door, and then hand in this paper and just say you're served, and then walk away, right? And walk away. Yeah, fast, <laughs> and that was pretty much. And I had to do that. And after the third one, because they didn't tell me what it was, they just said you just have to give this letter, but you have to say these words. And I had to do that. So that was You've one
0: been served. Is that the three You've words? You, say? you were served. You've been. Served. I can't see you doing
1: that because you're like yeah, super yeah. nice. I know, like, but I know. But I know. by the third one, I gave. I said I can't do this. Like this is because it was like, and I had somebody chase me. Like I had somebody chase me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally had somebody chase me out. So I gave it to him and he said, What the fuck is this? And he started chasing me. I had to t- take <laughs> off. And the problem is that the guy who had the car that was driving me, he drove. He and I had to chase him. I could not <laughs> keep up. And the guy was like behind me. I, I finally turned the corner because I said, I'm not gonna catch up to the car. So I knew the neighborhood. So I basically went in. But yeah, that was one of the, but I only did it three times and the third time. Now, yeah, okay. So that's a whole one. There.
2: And that's uh, how Emmanuel uh, met Dale Moray.
1: Dale Morey, I had to serve him one of his places. Um, And then the other one was Ponderosa. I worked at a Ponderosa and that was, and it wasn't, the job wasn't bad. It was the people I worked with mm. were name psycho- names. Name names. Okay, I will name the first name. So Simon was this guy from the UK. He was British. And he was always drunk, but he w- he was a functioning drunk. So you're right?
0: describing most of Britain at this. How point. How old well, was he? Yes,
1: yes, yes. But he was a functioning drunk, and he literally would and he would be on the stake. So he'd be doing the stakes, but he literally would be like very unhygienic. He would drop a stake on the ground. It didn't matter. He'd pick it up, and be, I'd have to tell him, like, dude, you cannot serve that. Throw that away. And but it, you know, and he would get away with shit like five second rule. Yeah. And uh, and then we'd close. And here's the problem that we would do is we would close the restaurant. And it was if you've ever been to Ponderosa, the salad bar is disgusting when people kind of are at the end of the day when people are, you know, going through the salad bar and it's all you can eat. So, you know, people don't care and it's just a mess. And he would go and he would take whatever leftovers there were and he would mix them together. And then he would bring it home, but he would mix it together all in one. No, no, one bucket. He would put it all in one. E- and I'm telling you, it would be like, like it, it, disgusting. And then he said, Oh, you know what? I think I want a few steaks. Whatever was left over, he would cook them and put them in the bucket with him. With I'm with Simon them. on
0: this. I'm with Simon on this. He's just, he's just he's no, reducing no. waste, waste reduction, really.
1: No, no, completely dis- Yeah, but yeah. And I, a bunch of psychopaths bunch of psychopaths yeah that i had to work with yeah
0: all right miguel what about yourself any psychopaths so i haven't had a really
2: bad job par se but i've had a really terrible work day like one really bad day and i want to tell you a little about it because one of our podcast host was there with me this one terrible day must have so a manual it wasn't me i, I was working the summer camp and i was the director so i was the head of the summer camp <laughs> and it was a summer 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 camp so we would do soccer slash swimming and this one camp kid lost his towel and when he lost his towel what happened was our boss came over because the parent was very upset about the child losing his towel and he was younger the kid was about six years old so we were like okay what we'll do is we'll give him his own camp counselor when we went to this pool emmanuel and steven to make sure that this kid did not lose his towel again (laughs)
0: Oh boy! So
2: I say, who in this world can I trust, especially at this camp, to watch this kid when he goes into this one changing room with like two stalls and make sure the towel wouldn't disappear? Because his mom was pretty furious. So I gave that job to my one of my best and closest friends, who I thought could not mess this up. His name was Stephen freaking Trudeau. So what <laughs> happened was, <laughs> we walked the kids down to the pool and steven he doesn't have to worry he took he did a great job he had 10 kids he had to watch out for he only had to watch out for this one kid this kid and then what happened was we go to the pool right man i remember
0: this kid you remember this
2: he He was kind of slow though (laughs) he goes in he comes out he has his towel right steve stays by him pretty much the whole day right (laughs) then He went in there. I don't know what happened, Steve. I still don't know till this day, and I'll take responsibility too because I was with Steve to make sure. Because that was like pressure time, right? Emmanuel was like, "We just have to get this kid from probably what would you say, Steve? Like zero point two miles away (laughs) to go, just Mm -hmm. bring a towel from there and back." Mm -hmm. He goes into the pool. uh, Into goes changes. Um, we make sure he's his towel, whatever. And then we got up there and his mom comes out. She's one of the first people we're super happy. We're like, the kid's got his towel and stuff. So he's going, she comes out, she says hi to this kid and looks through his bag. And you wouldn't freaking believe it. That effing towel was not there. (laughs) (laughs) And she lost her, like she wasn't that mad at us. She packed him into the car. You could see she was upset. She had to go down to go check for the towel. And I remember having to call my boss because he texted me and was like, hey, how did camp go? Did everything go well? And I was like, (laughs) right when I called him, I was like, dude, we lost the towel. (laughs) And he flipped out. And it was all this. And the, the guy had to come to camp the next day to make sure. But, yeah, it was a big shit show. That was probably the worst day at work that I've had in a long time.
0: Can we just say, like, that is on the kid, man. Like, that kid needs to lose some responsibility, okay? If you have a towel and you lose it several days in a row, your mom's do First of all, not even just a kid. Your mom's doing a shit job parenting. If she's not being, like, putting the fear of God in you, that if you lose that mother towel one more time, I am going to... Ooh! Like... That mom needed to get on that child. All right. It's not on us to make sure the child has a towel. What what happens if we're going to babysit the child and make sure he has, has his towel now, 20 years down the line, no one's going to be there holding his hand when he's going to work. But do you have your <laughs> towel? <laughs> no like you gotta learn some responsibility at some time kid alright and secondly how creepy is it that we have to follow the child into like the changing room to make sure he has a towel <laughs> like dude I'm pretty sure that violates some sort of laws or some shit so that's probably why we lost the towel because we didn't follow him and be creeps about it we're like you know what you're See, getting changed we, we're gonna give you your space True, no, we didn't go
2: in there with them. we had to stay outside the door <laughs> but there was no there was one exit in or out so the fucking towel's either there or not there that's the hard part I think this kid hated our camp and wanted Just out Throwing the
0: towel.
2: <laughs> He's over there <laughs> burning a towel.
1: <laughs> I think you're right.
2: They're, they're, it, you know,
1: <laughs> I have a comment because wait, this, this gives, and I wanted to talk about this last week, but this is now I want to, I know I'm glad that we're recording all this. Cause I, in a, in a few months, I want to hear all of this back or In a few years, probably next year or the year after that, when, when trudeau talks about his kid and when his <laughs> kid loses a towel so let's talk about that, that for those who don't know in the in the audience trudeau you're not you having a baby well not just you but your wife right when yeah, is I it i don't
0: d- have to do shit i'm not the one pushing it out
1: no 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 but but okay you're responsible for though for this child right when you when it comes out you're going to be you're going to be taking care of this child Right. So, how are you feeling? As a as are you nervous about it, or are you kind of just waiting for the day and then you're gonna? First you of know? all, before <laughs> yeah. we
0: get into that, yeah. All right, I have two little nieces, it's right? Not, it's not. Let same. me just let me. Okay, I got to. A, there's a point I got to get to, and they're like, "Oh, uncle, help me get up here." Oh, uncle, help me. And they know damn well they could do it themselves. So you know what I say? You can do it yourselves. Get out of here, right? When I have a kid, if they lose their damn towel, it's on them. All right. I'm not going to baby them all the way. And I say that now, but when it's my kid, it might be different. But you know what I mean? Like, I am like pro, you know what? Go screw up, kid. Learn yourself. You'll do great.
1: Like, I'm not
0: going to be mad if you screw it up.
1: I have three kids and I have two boys and the middle daughter. And my boys get treated differently than my daughter 100%. So I will tell you. Now, let me ask you do you know if it's a boy or a girl yet? Yeah. Do we know? Do I know? I don't know. <laughs> Mikey knows. Mikey, do you know? Can you tell me or no? We're not. Which one do you uh, think it's going to be? I think it's a boy. Mm-mm. Oh, then it's a girl then. Thank you. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you will treat that girl very different than what you're talking about right now. That mm-hmm. girl will have you around your her little finger for the rest of her life. And I guarantee you. You will do everything you can to make sure that girl is going to be the best that she can. The safest. Oh, no. can. You'll do I everything know. for that girl. I, I, Ray, I, I hope you're out
2: there. Ben and Ray, I hope you heard that. Emmanuel just said who <laughs> his favorite was.
1: My <laughs> kids my boys can eat shit and they can go do my lawn. I did my lawn today and they, they are not going to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. My daughter, she doesn't have to do the dinner. She doesn't have to do the the grass. I I, I tell you, you will treat your daughter very different, and it's your first daughter. It, like that's going to be, oh, you are going to be no, no, no. in her so, hands.
0: No, I'm not going to make sure that she gets in danger. But at the same point, like, I feel like I'll have to be tougher on her because she is my a uh, girl, not a boy. And let me because <laughs> girls have it in this world so much harder than boys. Like it's just a fact. Men versus women. Yeah. Women have it harder, so she's gonna be the toughest son of a bitch you've ever met, and she ain't gonna take shit from anybody. I don't care. So she's gonna learn learn early that don't expect people to like do things for you because they're gonna look at you and be like, "Oh, she's a woman; she can do less." So she's gonna be tough as hell. She's gonna put every boy in her in their place. Tell you that right now. And I know, I know for a fact, girls, man, they can be the toughest SOBs because me and Mikey coach girls, and he'll tell you right now, those girls, those soccer girls. They work harder than any of the boys. They're they're tougher than any of those boys, man. They can do whatever they want, man. They got minds, hard minds, man. They're crazy.
1: Yeah, but if you go look at those girls that are playing soccer and you look at their dads, okay? I guarantee you that those dads, like those girls have their dads around their finger. It doesn't mean- Girls, girls will absolutely be stronger. My daughter is way stronger than my boys in terms of just standing up for herself and doing what she wants to do. Confirmed that she's but, the favorite.
2: But Wait, yeah. So, 100%. so just real quick. So, let's say your daughter was serving someone, she wouldn't run, right?
1: Or serve one hundred percent. will make my boys serve papers to eviction notices, but I will never let my daughter do that. No. Oh. I'll, I'll let the boys do that no I have it so my boys absolutely they get hurt uh, let them get hurt like I'm okay with that for them to get hurt. my daughter get hurt no 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 you can't do that like I will be out there I will put uh I will put extra gear on her to make sure she doesn't get injured and stuff like that my boys no let them let them injure themselves let them learn let them learn how to ride a bike down a uh, steep hill uh with uh garbage cans at the end of the hill like I'm fine with that let them learn right but b- girls very different very very different
0: yeah and I, I but I think between me and my wife like we're not planning on being like you got to wear tutus and be a princess yeah 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 it's like we we're not going to force her into anything she doesn't want to be but we don't want to like force her into being like this passive little princess type girl like if she wants to be a badass and let's let's go let's do it If she wants to do sports then we're for it whatever whatever she wants to do but we're not going to like make her be this, you know, little sweetie or whatever. Mikey, what are you watching baseball again, Mikey? Sorry,
2: God. Albert Pujols had to run home. And it's probably one of the, I, it kind of reminds me of you know, running from that guy. Because he, he has to turn the corner and he's running for his life. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I had to go down a path. I had to go down a path. I had to go down a path.
2: <laughs> Imagine so yeah, sorry, the Dodgers just took the lead.
1: No, it's but, all right. So,
0: did you get everything you wanted out of that question, uh, Emmanuel? do you have something yeah, else for me? No,
1: no, I can't wait for you to eat your words, but I definitely want to see how you're gonna raise your kids for sure. I, I, I
0: wanted to uh I know we're running a little short on time, so we have the we have our new segment to end it. The closing thoughts, but before we get to that, I just wanted to bring one more thing up that was kind of topical. And I just wanted to to show the uh the guy that was counting the money in the stands at the Suns game biggest clown in the world the guy was getting <laughs> clowned by everyone on twitter immediately after i know mikey might be aware of this but emmanuel you probably have no idea right no idea no idea all right None so whatsoever. i'll give you a little background story before you start the video and there's audio so if you're listening to the podcast you'll get to have a sense of what's going on um so Giannis stands kumbo he is the best player for the bucks and he is known for having some free throw struggles right So he takes a really long time to shoot free throws, and in the NBA, it's a rule where you have ten seconds from when you get the ball to shoot your free throw. Well, he's been called in the past for going over ten seconds. So what fans have adapted is they count up to ten to try to psych him out. And like you know, if they go over ten, like they make him like kind of force the shot and go fast. So the Suns fans have been counting to ten, and there's this guy in the stands who's the biggest clown of them all, doing a certain activity during the counting, and I'm going to show it to you, right? Are you ready? Yeah. yeah ready. Hopefully you can hear the volume. We'll Trudeau, Trudeau, before you play this, what
2: happens if you get the 10 seconds?
0: You it's don't a, If you don't get it, you lose the free throw. Okay. Um, so if it's the second free throw, the ball gets to the other team. It's If it's the first free throw, it's just not counted in the... You take your second shot.
2: I didn't know that. That's
3: pretty yeah. cool.
0: It's not often called. It's not really a thing that's enforced. It actually was was started like, I believe, in the early two thousands, late nineties, because guys were doing all these like things at the line. Like if you remember, like Jason Kidd would like do a bunch of kisses and all this stuff. And you know, so, so everyone, <laughs> they they tried to cut that out by putting a 10-second clock on. So anyways, let me play the play the clip. Now they're calling on DeAndre eight, and they just changed it in the building, Mike. <laughs>
1: Coaching staff doing a good job alerting the officials to oh but he's not if throwing he it, it into the crowd that's what I thought I thought right. he'd be like throwing it into the crowd yeah, that would make yeah, that that, that would be awesome if he that would that. be awesome no he's just trying out. to be a fake baller we said, a mm-hmm. here we go again them
0: than he has. look at that guy dressed
2: up
1: that yeah. guy right. a <laughs> He's he's going out tonight. Look at him! Oh yeah, oh yeah! Just, the end?
0: That was great. Stay classy, Phoenix. That's all I gotta say oh. about that. But yeah, got, the guy, the guy with the money, the guy counting the money. I mean, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, that's also in the crowd. So, I when was know.
2: the last time Phoenix was actually in a game that actually mattered? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Forever. Act like you've been there before. Toronto throws there hat up and down right is that what, what was that emmanuel
1: what wasn't it was someone hat.
2: like throwing a hat up and down
0: when you guys made the finals
1: uh i can't remember It's a hat but there was a lot of things going on <laughs> but uh.
0: but so like what is the point of doing that like bringing so first of all the guy consciously went to the atm and withdrew like his entire life savings <laughs> to count hundred dollar bills in the stand right but like, what is the point of that? Like, you're trying to act cool and like be like, "Oh, I got money," like you want people to like you and think you're a baller, dude. The only thing that's going to do is make everybody clown you and think you're just a joke, which the internet did. Dude, Twitter was on fire making fun of this guy counting. What are you talking bills. about, man? He just put a thousand in Dogecoin. He's fine. He's going to be a billionaire <laughs> soon.
2: <laughs> what are you? Wait, don't don't be envious that you picked the wrong coins, Steve. <laughs>
0: secondarily to that that dude's asking to get jumped am i right yeah yeah 100%. for a thousand dollars I think the they fund, fund. by the guy
1: in the red velvet oh
0: god i don't know who's worse is the guy in the red velvet or the guy counting the uh hundred dollar bills well sometimes it's hard to get out of your hotel
2: shift where you have to run down <laughs> to get the, you know, the last it. month's paycheck to pay for your seat to go watch them play the bucks and <laughs>
0: go oh did you guys see the uh the Suns and four guy you know the guy who beat up oh. the other uh, guy in the stands
2: don't even get me started the Suns fans are just they're just up there they're with
0: the, the yankees fans and the philadelphia oh. everything fans hold on I, there's one other thing on my list i want to talk about i know That's I, I set it up for you <laughs> thank you emmanuel did yeah. you see what happened at yankee stadium this weekend
1: yeah, wasn't it? We, we, okay, let me just clear because okay, I saw this. Was it where the the two teams actually went into the crowd? And was it? You're no? thinking
0: about the mouse and the palace and the not yeah. the two early two thousands? The Detroit Pistons. No, Bistons, it was. It was people anxiety. in the stands. No, no. I'll find
1: it. I'll find it. I so I don't know what you're talking about, but I will find the other one. I am talking
0: about Yankee Stadium last night, Saturday, right? There was a. Infant at the game wearing a Red oh. Sox shirt, and they they put the infant on the jumbotron at Yankee Stadium, and the crowd booed the infant in the wearing the Red Sox shirt. That is Yankees fans for you folks. One one notch above Suns fans apparently, and Phillies fans.
3: No, the um, Philly
0: fans are way worse. The Philly
2: fans are way worse. The Yankee fans are bad. I'll give you that. But at least they've won stuff. Like (laughs) the Suns and Phillies haven't won really anything.
0: I do say in general though, like fans of any Philadelphia sports team usually are looked at as the worst fans. And not not the worst as like they're bad at supporting their teams, but they're just kind of assholes. Like you don't want to go as an opposing fan of an opposing team to that stadium because they'll like try to fight you. It's almost like almost like English soccer if you go to like a, a soccer match wearing a different teams jersey. Like you're gonna get into a fight. That's kind of like how it is in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah. The Dodgers played the Phillies when we went and all the Philly fans were really nice. They weren't like assholes. So my experience with them have been pretty pretty nice. But I didn't go to their stadium where they have, you know, fifty thousand
0: knuckleheads. So Emmanuel, have you had the privilege of going to Philadelphia ever?
1: I've been to Philadelphia. I've not gotten to see a game there, but I have been to Philly. I have um, a customer of mine a credit union that I went to go visit, and uh, been there a few times. Beautiful, like wonderful people, salt of the earth. Great, great, yeah, great. That's not the experience what? I had, man. In Philadelphia, really? i had Philly cheese steaks. I've had yeah chips, fish and chips in Philly. That was actually quite good. I liked it, so it was good. and Good people. Good, good I people. found
0: that every driver in Philly wants to run you off the road. They're psychopaths. <laughs>
2: I, when I went to Philly, I would have to agree with Steven on that.
0: But I thought that
2: it was very historic and nice and the bell was cool.
0: (laughs) Also, I went to a music festival in Philly. I went to Made in America. And the people there were the worst. They were the biggest assholes I've ever met. They're the people who, like, just push through the crowd to try to get to the front and, like, will push through you and try to, like, you know, get by you. They're so rude. Philadelphia.
1: You should be American yourself. This is not a Philly thing. This is an American thing. <laughs> so okay, okay. The i've experienced that in every city new york chicago philly i've experienced okay okay like, Emmanuel. Airport,
2: you're like, over whatever. here talking about that you want to win the a gold medal by everybody else dropping out and not wanting to
1: play <laughs> Whatever that in, in okay. canoeing i'm hoping that <laughs> everybody drops out everybody gets covid from splashing the, each other out in in the on the canoe. oh that's real nice to say Emmanuel.
0: <laughs> All right, Amanda. You, have, you have a lot to say right now, so let's just get your closing thoughts. Let's get into our last segment we're going to start implementing called Closing Thoughts. Everyone okay. gets a few minutes to say whatever they want that they've missed that they didn't get to say in the show. Doesn't have okay. to be related to sports or anything, just go for it. What do you got?
1: Uh, for me, it's a, a, a do we need another billionaire in space? So, this is with Bezos going into space. I, I my thought on this is I wanted to talk about it as well, but. Did you hear that it's and and they're saying that now it's well, what's important about it is that it's gonna go higher and uh, you know you're second place, like Avis, right? You're in second place, but it's um uh, that it's the very first paid uh, passenger, right? But did you hear the story about this? So the paid passenger, the guy who bid for it is 28 million dollars, right? I think the paid passenger, 28 million. What happened? He, he back out scheduling conflict and he gets an 18 year old to go in his place. That's okay. Ashton Kutcher. Is it Ashton Kutcher?
2: It was Ashton Kutcher, wasn't it? So he
1: no. has a conflict. It's not Ashton Kutcher. We would have Ashton known Ashton it was was Aston
2: I'm telling no, you, it's... look it up. Look it up right now. You oh, look it up. No, Fine, no that's, looking that's looking
1: up. a rumor. You Americans, you 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 Kutcher. you believe anything? You believe Bales anything you on say online.
0: You know why he backed out? Because he knows it's not going to go well. Can Can Bezos do me a favor? Instead of going up on his own rocket, was it the Blue Origin? Okay,
2: yeah. this is can, wait, this is can, CNN. Okay, go. But he wasn't going on Jeff Bezos. He was going on a Virgin Galactica flight. Yeah, that's different, different. Different, different, different. all the same nonsense. This 28 all
1: million. Do we need another billionaire in space? Does it really matter? At the end of the day, and it's like a four-minute weightlessness, and then you're coming back down. Now, it, again, I will say the same thing. The Virgin Galactic flight, if it went up and he landed in London... And then went to go and do the final kick of the game, that would have been pretty pretty amazing. But I to me, it's like, I don't know. I I, I just think that this is just
0: I love how like we have people living in poverty all over the place and starving. Oh yeah. yeah, we're we're spending money to fly a couple dingleberries to space for a few yeah. minutes to be spaceless. And can oh. I just ask for one question or what just one favor of Jeff Bezos? can you get in one of musk elon musk rockets because they always blow up and take one of those up to space you can blow up in space wait a
1: minute wait a minute why don't you
0: get in the rocket with elon musk and both blow up and get out of my life
1: elon musk isn't getting into his rockets and those are test flights because he actually it all the time commercial flight he hasn't nobody okay knock on wood Nobody has died in his craft yet. yet. But the reality is that it's a different story. He's actually doing commercial flights to the space center and going back. This is space tourism. The guy paid $28 million. Did he not have prime and he couldn't get a deal? Like what the hell? <laughs> it's like, I, like uh, he didn't have a prime membership where he could have like had it included <laughs> with that. Like the reality is it, it's, this, I just think it's such a, like a. It, it's just another thing, right? Of, do we need these billionaires being able to do these things? Yes, I think space tourism is a, is a thing now. And I think it's going to be something where it's more of a novelty for a little while because it's way out of reach for everybody. That's just my thoughts. I, again, to me, I just think that this is just the luxury to the nth degree of this is first world problems of, you know, am I going to get on the space you know, voyage to go up and down and land and be in weightlessness for four minutes. I, I don't understand this. This is complete insanity to me.
0: Doesn't make much sense to me either. Miguel, no. your closing thoughts.
2: Um, I want to give a shout out to someone that I'm kind of mean to. Is uh, Rob Manford, the commissioner of baseball. <laughs> wow, <laughs> he, wow. Did he did something really. Pretty awesome this year um, for the home run derby. I was talking to Trudeau about this. They had each person that um, participated in the home run derby sign each of the balls that were thrown to them. So when you caught it, you got to sign baseball from your wow. player, which I thought was really cool and something That's that cool. was inventive and should be, you know, the norm going forward, especially for these guys that spend a lot of money to attend baseball or basketball games or football i mean steve spoke about some of the things they could do for the pro bowl which we'll say for another show but it was really fun to watch and i thought it was a classy move yeah i thought it was a good idea
1: i think it's a great idea but it it, see in blue jay the blue jays and we didn't talk about this and the blue jays coming to toronto maybe we can bring that to the next uh uh chat that we uh, next podcast because blue jays are finally coming back to toronto after 18 months of never playing in our home stadium um, but at the Blue Jays uh, stadium if you catch a ball you're allowed to go backstage like you're allowed to after the game you can actually go to the locker room and get it signed
2: oh, that's cool yeah
1: yeah, yeah. That's like that's the standard thing so if you get it you can just show that you caught the ball they will bring you and you can actually go and see if you can get it signed and most of the times they actually allow you to
0: that just shows how trustworthy Canadians are because I would just totally bring a baseball to the stadium and be like yeah I caught this ball eh can I go back I'm and get sure it?
1: I'm sure that happens, but I, I think that Canadians are a little bit more trustworthy. So my I'm my closing Philly, thoughts. Philly super random, but
0: I fell into a rabbit hole over the week. Oh, I was on this.
1: What's this? That? Is not Omegle. You didn't no. fall into a rabbit hole with Omega again, did you?
0: Not again. So okay. I was listening to some '90s music on Spotify and um coolio's gangster paradise came on oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> nice. and then it reminded me of a parody song by a guy named weird al Yankovic called yeah. gangster's paradise or no i'm sorry uh amish paradise amish paradise yeah yeah and i fell into a rabbit hole of listening to weird al songs Oh yeah, yeah. and my thoughts was <laughs> we don't appreciate weird al enough because the man is a goddamn genius like some of the lyrics he has in his songs are hysterical. And we yeah. always see this guy as a sideshow, but I think he is more brilliant than half of the artists today when it comes to lyrical prowess. He is amazing. and He doesn't I think, make any songs. <laughs> no, he does. No, his parody. parody songs are fantastic. Yeah, they're very thoughtful.
1: They're very nerdy. The parody yeah. of Ride and Dirty Dude, fantastic. Eat it, eat it. You know, the beat it one, the eat it. He did that one. That was very timely. Not only is he a genius that's, you know, unappreciated by the public,
0: five Grammy Awards. Yeah. So he is critically acclaimed. So Weird Al, (laughs) my hat's off to you, man. I've slept on you for so long. Dude, you are a lyrical genius, man. Kudos to you.
1: I agree with you, Trudeau. I actually I saw uh, an interview he did about the parody songs you should I'll send it to you as well but he he, he there's a great history of all of the stuff of how he com, came uh, comes up with them and and I think he's a a genius I absolutely think he's a genius.
0: And just to just to like make a living in that avenue of just like hey I'm going to do these parodies and make it happen dude my hats off to him and it got me thinking maybe something I should do one day is become a parody songwriter.
2: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Maybe, who knows? Yeah. He's inspired me. (laughs) All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. We had a good time. Hope you did, too. If you're watching on Reddit, please check out our YouTube channel, Twitch channel. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcast. vice versa. If you're listening on podcasts, we do this thing live once a week. So check out the YouTube and Twitch. You can watch us live. You can interact with the show Shoot us comments, give us topics, all the good stuff. Well, thank you for listening. We do this thing once a week. Talk to you next week. Peace out.